Hi, it's me again. It's been a little break. I might still sound a bit odd. Please excuse me if my voice is a bit weird. Well, I'm better, but not 100%, so I'll definitely try my best for you to understand what I'm saying. It's been an odd week. I mean, I completely forgotten about the spring and that it's starting, so um, some of the allergies hit. And then the mild cold, which didn't help at the moment. Not 100%, but I would say 85 is, is a good way to, to put it. So, yeah. Thank you for all the messages. And thank you for asking whether I'm still alive. <laughs> Freddy was taking a wonderful care of me. I mean, he kept bringing me all the toys and trying to keep me entertained. And I spent two days in bed. He was obviously by my side, giving me all the cuddles, basically being there, which was quite nice. I know some of you are waiting for the most serious episodes that will include some stuff about the anxiety and panic attacks and the OCD. I think I will actually have to spend quite a few episodes to fully explain the OCD. But um, like I said, after literally being stuck at home for all this time and not being able to properly interact or entertain... I hope these little questions and answers entertain you as much as they entertain me. I had a lot of laugh when I saw them and when I read them. I mean, some of them are actually quite serious. Some of them are quite fun. So let's do it. Let's not um, waste any more time and let's get to all the questions. Where shall I start? I mean, there's a lot of them. (laughs) I didn't expect that many. Um, okay, let's start from something easy and something funny. Yeah, that one comes from the conversation I had with someone before about food. And the question is, why do you hate tomatoes? To be honest, my relationship with tomatoes is quite odd and complicated. I don't hate them as such. I love tomato sauce. I mean, I could have pasta with tomato sauce more or less every day. I love tomato soup. It's probably my favorite one. I love ketchup, of course, depending on what I'm having it with, of course. But raw tomatoes, it's a fucking no-go. I don't know where this is coming from or what triggered it, but when I see a chopping board with a knife on and a cut tomato, it makes me want to vomit. It's the most disgusting sight in a kitchen. (laughs) It's gross. I don't want to go back to that thing again. What's the craziest thing you've done least drunk? Yeah, that's a difficult one, you know, because I, even though I like to have a drink and I would say, um, I'm definitely not stopping myself from having a drink. Um, not really a fan of being drunk. I don't like to get to the point where I can't control myself and I don't know what's happening or like some people just black out. It's not something I like. So I literally just try to get like to the tipsy level and that's that's as far as I go from time to time. I mean, of course, there were times when I was at the party or, or, or I had friends over or I was visiting someone and the party went a bit too far 
and of course I had a few too many, but I'm trying to think what was the craziest thing. I remember one party with my friends from work and we stayed up very late. It must have been about 5 or 6am and it probably was just four of us. Everybody else just had enough and they, they, they went to sleep, but we went over the top. We, we literally gone mad. I woke up the next day, my shirt was completely drenched. I didn't know why or what happened. One of my friends told me the next day that I decided to grab the bottle of wine and, and started pouring it all over everybody who was left. So yeah, we were, we were actually dancing and I think I poured it on my friend and she grabbed another bottle, poured that bottle over me. I couldn't remember anything. So I would think that this is probably the, the, the craziest thing I've done. Oh, that's a good one. If Freddy could talk, what do you think he would have to say about you? Right. So I actually felt a few times when he was just sitting there staring at me. And sometimes he's got that thing where he keeps opening and closing his mouth. Like he would love to talk and say something. And as I would love him to say stuff, sometimes I don't think I would appreciate it. Well, knowing Freddy and what he likes the most and what he values the most in life, I would probably think he would say something along the lines of Go on, human. Where's my fucking food? Come play with me. Throw that ball. What you're waiting for, bitch? So yeah, I, I, I can just imagine him saying that. It's things that he values the most is he's playing with his ball or, or just having his treat. Take me to the park, you t**t. Alright, on to the next one. Well, that's an interesting one and that's something I'm quite shocked about and the question is how do you get your beard looking so good I mean me beard looking good wow <laughs> thank you um I don't think my beard looks good 90% of time it's a mess I try to tidy it I try to trim it myself which usually fails miserably um, not using any oils like some people do. I'm not using special stuff that, that some people put on a beard. It's just growing naturally out of control. And basically it's just, just like a little, a little trimming here and there. And it's just completely living its own life. So there's no secret. I'm sorry to disappoint. <laughs> okay, let's try this one. How do you deal with challenges? It's a very interesting one to be honest because I usually get cold hearted with challenges so I don't take anything too emotional. I always try to wait, look at things coldly and see what I can do. I think if I could say something about the challenges is that we all face them differently. I challenge myself quite a lot. You know, I do little challenges to myself, like, oh, you have to do this and this and that, that way or that way or that way, otherwise something bad will happen. It's stupid, but I'm kind of used to challenging myself. And everything that happens can teach us something. There's no wrong way to come out of the life situation. So any challenge is good. We shouldn't get too emotional. We shouldn't get too stressed about things because basically... We can't control everything. 
whatever we do, we shouldn't lose ourselves in it. We shouldn't pretend that we can do something. It's good to admit that we fail and I fail a lot and I just admit it. Okay, what else have we got? What do you like of yourself and what in someone else? I'll try to answer this the opposite way. So what I like in people is the confidence. I definitely try to surround myself with people who, who are confident, don't doubt themselves and who are actually certain of what they want to do, what they want to achieve, of their life goals, I would say. I mostly do it because I believe that this can teach me something. I like confidence sometimes. I think there's a lot around that field that I could actually learn and I could change. So it's really nice to have those people who just come and say, oh, don't worry about it. You know, we, we can do it this way or this way. Oh, you know, let's just do this. It's going to be fun. They have that positive attitude, which I don't always have. But what I like about myself is that I take chances. And like with the previous question about the challenge, I'm not scared of challenge. I'm not scared of exploring new options, new possibilities. I try to believe that as my life progresses, I progress as well. I don't see myself as being stuck in the same place where I was, if that makes sense. Well, now this is not going to be easy. I thought about it quite a lot in the past and I still haven't found the answer. So what came first, the chicken or the egg? I would say the egg. I don't know why. I don't know how could I explain it. But I think pragmatically, well, let's say if there was a big bang, like some of us believe in the big bang theory, um, when everything just exploded, there was that bang, that poof. I think there was a lot of chaos. And maybe somewhere deep inside there was that little egg that um, didn't find its way out. And when, you know, the blast and the pfft happened, it just cracked. And that's how the chickens happened. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so the egg was first. Convinced me it wasn't. <laughs> Favourite way to spend your day in lockdown? Okay. There's no favourite way, so my only way that I try to spend my days is to at least try and make every day to be different. I go through strange patterns, like this day I'll do this, this day I'll do that, and I try to plan a few days ahead to make sure that I won't have to the same days in a week doing the same thing waking up at the same time going to bed at the same time i try to make sure i find new things to do that's why i started the podcast and that's why i started the instagram again just to keep myself occupied with something i mean i can cut off from that completely leave my phone on the side and just watch stuff i mean it's definitely better having a puppy because he wants to go out he He's definitely doing silly things. It's never boring. Every day is different. Even though, you know, being stuck at home is not perfect. It can be quite depressing. I believe that little things we do can change the routine. And the routine is the worst thing ever. So, But it helps. It definitely helps. Right. When travel is better... Where would you want to go and would you take Freddy? Well, that's an interesting thing. I thought about it for quite a while. Um, 
I've never actually imagined going on holidays on my own. I always thought that going on holidays, you have to have somebody. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense. You just gotta get bored. You want to share memories and you want to share all these moments with somebody. But I think the lockdown has changed the point of view for me. It's not easy to be stuck at home for all this time with somebody else. And sometimes you just want time for yourself to just sit, think, do nothing, watch telly, just, just literally not to be bothered by um by anyone or anything. Same goes to Freddy, as much as I love him, I think he can be too much. He wants attention all the time. He wants to be close to you. He wants to lie down next to you. He wants to cuddle. He wants treats. He wants toys. He wants to play. He will entertain himself for a bit, but then he keeps bringing the toys to you and it's like, play with me. I'm not playing on my own. As much as I love it, sometimes I just need like two or three hours to shut the door, sit on my own and just go through things. As I haven't had that chance, the thought of going on holidays on my own is growing in me quite a lot. It's definitely something I'm ready for and it's something I would love to try. So I think it's very likely that when the lockdown's over, I'm just gonna fuck off somewhere. <laughs> Maybe not even tell anybody about it. Just, you know, get in a car, drive to the airport and I'll be like, hi bitches, I'm in New York or Australia or somewhere else. You know, find me. Well, this is quite interesting. What's your fitness regime and motivation for getting fit? Oh my God. <laughs> right, so um, first of all, there's no regime. I started in December and and to be honest, the, the first few weeks when I started, I used to work out for six days a week and have a one day break. And that was an absolute killer. I mean, it actually gave me motivation to keep doing it and keep challenging myself, but it became too hard. It became too difficult, especially after increasing the weight and stuff. I actually changed it and started doing workouts for four days and have have break for two days. You know, it was quite sad when the workouts popped up over the weekend and I literally couldn't have like a Saturday or Sunday off and just chill. It, it was quite, it was quite uneasy. But I think what's important for me, I'm not crazy about working out. I'm not a gym freak. I've never actually been to the gym, especially that, you know, I just started working out during the lockdown where everything's shut. So, so I'm pretty happy with, with the home workouts. Although it is difficult to motivate myself. I mean, last week, I had the issue with the shoulder, which made it completely difficult to do anything. So I took four days off. Then I had two days of workout after that. And I moved to that horrible allergy and cold, which basically paralyzed me for another few days. I'm trying to push myself to do the workout tonight. And after such a long break, it's going to be difficult, but I want to do it. It's, it's quite different for me because I am not trying to lose weight, I'm actually trying to gain weight. And some people don't understand why is it so difficult for you to gain weight. Um, maybe it's just my fast metabolism. I don't know what it is, but it's been always difficult for me. 
I think as much as there's a lot of fat shaming and a lot of bullying going to people who are overweight, there's a similar amount of bullying that goes towards people who are too skinny. This is my motivation. I don't want to be bullied because I'm too skinny. And trust me, it is a real thing. And I've been going through it since I was a kid. And it's horrible. So this is my motivation. I want to start looking better, especially now I'm in my 30s. I want to change it. If it happens, it happens. I'm not going to stretch myself to, you know, try and do impossible. I'll only do what my body lets me to do. We'll see how it goes. Oh God, I was waiting for something like that, actually. Good one for being observant. How many times a day do you change your top? Your stories sometimes show several a day. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, when I wake up, I put something comfortable like a sweatshirt or something like this. I'll start my day in a sweatshirt, you know, have breakfast, have a coffee, tidy the house. I mean, do all the routines I've got to do before, before I can do anything else. So that's outfit number one. Then I definitely, I mean, especially in the winter, I had to put something warmer to go out with Freddy. And that might be the outfit number two. Then, because I'm OCD, I've got my funny ways. I can't go out. I mean, apart from on a walk with a dog where, where I can just zip my jacket up and nobody will see it. But when I go out, like when I go to the store or to the post office or elsewhere where, where there are actually people, I want to look decent. So I'll probably, that would be my outfit number three. When everything's done, I'll put the outfit number four to cook because all the smell from the cooking will actually be absorbed by um, t-shirts or sweatshirts or shirts or whatever else I'm wearing. So there's, a, there's the outfit number four for cooking. You know, if something splashes and stuff, I, I just don't want to go through it. We're heading towards outfit number five, which is the one I'm choosing for actually eating that food. So um, if, just to clarify, if there's a takeaway, there will be no outfit four. There will be, you know, from outfit number three, we'll skip right to outfit number five. Yeah, and there's literally like, this will probably be the last one. So whatever I'm eating in, I'll just stay with that for, for the rest of the night. I mean, it's odd, but it's one of those things that are helping me to sort of like kill the reality and and kill that routine of the lockdown. I mean, if somebody feels comfortable wearing gym jams or wearing the hoodies and sweatshirts all day, it's fine. You know, it's it's your choice. It's your life. I don't. That would kill me. At least this is like my bit of normality. Now something more serious. What's the single most important thing you would not change in your life? And wow, I love this question. So what I wouldn't change would definitely be my past. I actually get quite shocked by people who say, oh, I wish I could turn back the clock. I wish I could go back in time and do things differently, do this or do that. Don't say that thing to somebody or say something to somebody that I haven't had a chance to say. I 
never felt that way. Like, literally, never. I definitely made mistakes in the past, had done things that I probably shouldn't have done. I probably could have made different choices. The thing is, I don't think about it. That, that's why it's quite difficult to actually <laughs> to actually go back and think about those things because I just don't think about that, you know, in my sort of everyday life. That's because I don't regret anything that happened before. I think whatever has happened to me happened for a reason. Whichever choice I've made in the past had brought me where I am. And I try to leave without feeling guilty and without regretting things. If somebody came to me now and said, look, we're going to go back to, I don't know, 2010 and you can do things differently, I would probably say, fuck off, because I don't want to. You know, it's, it's who I am. It's good to come to terms with things that created the person you are with the things that happened somewhere along that road. It definitely is my way of living my life. I don't want to think I've made a mistake. I don't want to think that I shouldn't have done something. Because at the time when we have to decide, have to face the reality, have to make a choice, we actually have a free will to decide what's the best for us, what to do, which move to make, which way to go. And we do what's the best at this moment. And even if in, I don't know, two years time, it seems like it wasn't the best choice. I guarantee you that in the next five or 10 years, you'll realize you've done the best you could have done. I wish everybody to to actually realize and to to look at things in a different way and think, I've really done well, I wouldn't change a thing. So I wish I wish all of you to to realize this doesn't feel that bad and it's not that difficult to try. Long time listener, first time caller. Where is the best place to get a toupee from? Right. If you think that my hair is not real, I challenge you to try and pull it off my head. Because I swear to God, if you think I'm wearing a toupee and you think that I know where to get them from, I literally, this is so fucking offensive. <laughs> oh, I feel so offended. I'm, no, I'm calling the Instagram police. They're going to sort you out. That's a horrible thing to say. Off to the next one. Why my baby is not sleeping? Um, I'm not good with bebés. I'm not good with puppies either. I can't make Freddy do anything. And if you can't make your bebé go to sleep, I don't think I can help. I mean, knowing my luck and my parenting skills, I'll just give it a glass of wine and hope for the best. Don't do it at home. And we've got this one. Ready? Can I see your penis? Kidding. What's your favourite movie? Oh boy. What is my favourite movie? If it was a TV show, it would have been much easier for me to decide. <sighs> I think the movie I watched a lot and I keep going back to it would be The Silence of the Lambs. Oh, no, that's difficult. Fuck. I like Hannibal as well. And the Red Dragon. 
the whole set of them is probably my favorite. Oh, that my God. Why do people torture me so much? Um, it's a close call between The Silence of the Lambs and a Hannibal. I think they were good movies, even though they quite old at the moment, especially The Silence of the Lambs. I still think they got a lot of good action. The plot is done perfectly. I love the dialogues. I love the cast and the music is great. I can't pick one. I apologize. What's the next one? Where are you from? Where am I from? So I'm from Poland. I lived in Poland for 20 something years. I lived in the UK for seven years. Don't know what else I can say. <laughs> what have we got in here? What type of coffee do you drink? If it's about the coffee beans, then that varies quite a lot. I mean, I try to experiment. I've been stuck to the uh, some independent Belgian coffee makers for, for quite a while. It's been a few months. And then I realized that this coffee doesn't suit me. So I moved to Lafatta and more common brands. And it's fine. They they okay. I wouldn't say I'm an expert in, in, in coffee, definitely. If by type we mean whether I like the espressos or lattes or cappuccino, I don't have a favourite one either. I make my coffee with a single shot that is probably a bit of extended single shot because I brew it for about 25 to 30 seconds. I use lacto-free milk, which um, that's why I did a few of those shitty latte arts on my stories to, to let you guess what it is. And they're not perfect because it's difficult to not to have the little bubbles on top when you use lacto-free milk. And on top of that, I don't like hot milk. So I, I tend to keep the milk at 55 degrees. I don't like it too hot. I like to grab the coffee and actually drink it. I like it warm, but not too hot. So I would say I'm balancing somewhere between flat white and cappuccino. Sort of. Italians would kill me. Tell me a detail about your wedding. Well, that was a day that had a lot of strange things that happened. If there was one detail, I'm not sure what I would choose. Well, probably the funniest thing that happened, and I'm sure it happened to, to a few more people on the wedding day. Actually, that's quite odd, especially that there was no dancing. Um, my shoes started falling apart and there were new shoes and I loved them and I wanted to actually keep them but no after like few hours the sole on both shoes started falling apart like a lot of scratches and things and I just got so pissed off because again OCD being a little bit of a perfectionist it was like a nightmare they survived but I couldn't keep them at least I've got some photos of them Luckily, um, I managed to change them the week after for the better ones that I still have. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's probably one of the weirdest details. You mentioned the move to the UK in your last episode. So my question has to be, how did the move go? It's been quite a long time ago, so I can't really remember all these things, but I think it wasn't as difficult it wasn't as challenging and it wasn't as life-changing as some would think. I mean, I 
I've been to the UK before I moved here and that's why I decided to move because I actually liked the place, I liked the people, even if some would argue that um, it's not a genuine smile, it's not a genuine conversation and the small talk is sort of forced and not everybody is happy all the time as, as you know, they, they usually perceived, but it's still better than what I was used to and I wasn't used to it, so, so that's one of the main things that I felt in love with about about this country and I guess when you're young and I think I was quite young when I moved it's easier you're just more brave you can explore all the options it would probably be more difficult for me now to to um, move to a different country but that's because I'm old okay what's the craziest thing you did for love I actually don't know what to say because I haven't tattooed anybody's name on my body. I haven't um, shaved my head. I don't know. Some stories you hear from people, what, what they've done and what they sacrificed. I mean, I literally, I don't think I've done anything crazy. Um, I believe in compromise and I believe things should go mutual with mutual respect and understanding. And if somebody would ask me to do something I would probably reconsider the whole relationship and whether it's worth it or not. I'm weird. I'm selfish. Deal with it. Have you had any embarrassing first dates or stories like that? And if so, which I know you do, why don't you tell us all? That would literally be good material for the for the separate episode, which I could talk about because there were there were so many of those. I think the most embarrassing one I'm trying to think. There are literally so many of them. Oh my god. I think the most embarrassing one was going on a date with somebody whose um English was worse than mine and we basically just sat there with a drink. We both stared at each other's phone and basically the conversation went like, You okay? Yeah. Okay. You okay? Yeah, okay for like an hour and after a second glass of wine I realized there's literally like no way we will get any communication and we'll be able to talk about anything so I just gave up and I say that that's it I'm going home <laughs> okay what do we have what is the meaning of life wow it's a very philosophical question, which I'm not sure I'm comfortable with. The philosophy is definitely not my favourite subject. I will say that to me the meaning of life is probably I'll, I'll repeat myself with the answer for the question about what would I change. I would say the meaning of life for me is to live every day without a regret, without thinking that we didn't take a chance, we didn't fulfill something we could have done, we did not make all the dreams come true. I've got a lot of dreams that probably never will come true. But yeah, as long as you don't regret something, and as long as you feel comfortable with yourself, that's what life is about. The rest, whether you've got 
a big family or a lot of friends or your loved one or your dogs or cats you know that is everybody's um business we can't judge anyone for the choices they make you know for somebody else the meaning of life would be to have four kids two dogs and the big house in the country fine you know it's it's perfect i think the meaning of life is as different as we all are it's important to find one and it's important to stick to it and i'll definitely stick to mine have we got anything left okay we've got this one I think this will be the last one. How old are you? And what is the oldest and youngest you'll date? As I've mentioned before, um, 30. I turned 30 in January. I would say, oh, it's a weird question because I don't know if there's an answer to this question, quite honestly, because um, I don't really see the age of somebody as something that that could be a valid factor, even when it comes to friends. I mean, you can be friends with pretty much everybody you get along with. And the age thing is stupid. We can learn a lot from um, from people who are older than us. And we can learn from people who are younger than us. And I think it's important to, to be open-minded. I mean, I don't get along with um, people who are younger than me. Maybe I'm a bit old-fashioned and maybe I was, you know, I should have been born a bit earlier to actually be more understood because I get along with people who are older than me better. I think most of, well, yeah, pretty much all my friends and all the people I used to see were older or are older. That's not like something I choose. This is literally this is what happens to me. I, I just I just get along with those people better. Okay, looks like this is all the questions now. I hope you had a bit of fun. I hope I didn't bore you to death this time. I have to say some of the questions were very difficult to answer. Some of them I've seen last night and I looked at them. I thought, how am I gonna say something about it? I hope I didn't disappoint you with the answers. I hope you've learned something new about me. I mean, if you want to um, learn something else, if you have any more questions, I mean, there's always a chance that we'll do the Q&A part two. Thank you all for the interest. It means a lot that you wanted to learn something. It means a lot that you're asking me about things that are meaningful. And I really enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Enjoy your weekend. And until the next time.